0: What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? This is the question we aim to answer every week on the Minimalist Vegan podcast. Hi, we're Marsha and Michael O'Fay, authors, course creators and owners of a website that shares thought-provoking articles and delicious recipes. Have you ever been frustrated that a service or a product wasn't available to you as a vegan? We know that feeling all too well. This week on the podcast we dive deep into vegan businesses specifically talking about the opportunities there are for vegans and non-vegans in this current market of a growing and expanding lifestyle. We also discuss the topic of voting with your dollar and what kind of demand you want to support. Is a product being vegan enough? I'll let you tune in and see what you think. Let's get started. We're talking about vegan businesses today. Yeah, we are. And what we have noticed shifting in the market in the last probably four or five years. Yes. And how veganism has become more and more popular, therefore more and more businesses and corporations and brands and people are taking advantage of that. Yeah. Um, Which in many ways can be, well, in most ways is a very positive thing. But I have found it can start to make you question your ethics as to who you're supporting. Yes. Um, as well. So, mm-hmm. on that note, we'll leave that for later. Michael wrote a blog post about three and a bit years ago mm-hmm. talking about uh, veg- vegan business ideas to help shape or change the demand for ethical. And vegan products. Mm. Well, I classify ethical as vegan. Mm. So, just if I say ethical, I mean both ethical and vegan at the same time. You shared 38 different vegan business ideas with people. Mm -hmm. And you got a massive response from that. Literally people wanting to connect with each other, sharing their email addresses. And asking others to reach out to them. Yeah, And even within comments, people like interested in collaborating with each other. Now, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think that it... Clearly,
1: there's a lot of people thinking about it, right? That's what it shows. It's, you know, because I I wrote that post because I was just frustrated. I was just frustrated Mm. with, you know, I feel that like to, to be vegan, one of the easiest ways to get more people to embrace this lifestyle is to have more businesses available more services and and offerings and I was looking around I just wasn't seeing that many offerings and Mm. I thought hey there's so many creative smart people um that share this same world view of compassion that could be creating businesses so why not like it was almost like these are seriously 38 businesses I would love to start (laughs) yeah but I couldn't possibly do that so Mm. why not just put these ideas out into the world yeah
0: And and try and connect people that can
1: well, yeah, or just if somebody's sitting behind their computer and thinking about it, mm. maybe maybe they'll go and do something in their local community mm. and and help with that access and the the whole balance of supply and demand in their area. Yeah. So I was um, I did not expect so many people to sort of resonate and sort of validate some of the the things and ideas that they had been thinking about. And then, yeah, as you said, it it brought uh, started like a little community in the comments. Well,
0: it's interesting because a lot of them were saying that I've been thinking about this for over a year or for such a long time. and Yes. Or they know that they want to do something but they don't have the business sense or the business skills to be able to start something. So, it's kind of like they need a business partner that's good with the business side of things so that they can actually do what they're good at, which could be baking, which could be sewing, which could be art, which could be whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in many ways, they just need that extra person that knows what they're doing on the other end to make it thrive because they don't have the confidence. And honestly, in many ways, probably the capacity Mm. to have to take on such a big component of business to be able to make it succeed so that they can just fo- focus on their craft. Yeah. Which, you know, I've found even in my photography business, I would have loved someone to be able to take care of the business side of things so that I can focus on just working with my clients. Yeah. Um, and at at some point, that was what we were going to do together. And yes. I was just so relieved, even though at that point, I think I'd already gotten to a point where I was running a well-oiled machine, as they say. Yep. Um, but it still would have accelerated things much more Yeah. with you coming on board to help me out. So it would actually be quite interesting if you're listening to this podcast and you commented on that post or you were thinking three years ago to open a business and you weren't sure at that point and you have, we'd love to hear from you. Mm. We'd love to hear... What you've done, you know, what your struggles were, how how you're doing with it. Yeah. And where you've taken it and what you what the feedback has been. hmm Yeah, email us, send us a message on social. We'd love to, to hear what what you've been up to.
1: Yeah. For sure. I think I think that's you know, it would be really good to see some progress people are making in in starting their businesses and their vegan businesses and Mm. the impact that that's having Mm. on their communities as well. So, yeah.
0: But I think it's after I read that blog post, because when you wrote it, I don't feel like, well, from my point of view anyways, you hadn't actually come across businesses that were doing most of those things? No,
1: no, no. I think I I had um, some examples, like I had seen some businesses like that, but the way I was looking at it is that there could never be enough, right? Mm. And and look, and I think we should really frame this properly because, you know, we're talking about the vegan side of minimalist vegan at the moment. Yeah. However, we're still minimalist and we're still super um, intentional but intentional about how we consume anything. Mm. Uh, but saying that, there was another blog post that I wrote which was titled, you know, Spend More Money as a Minimalist Vegan. Mm. And it was this whole idea of, yes, we, we want to ultimately consume less, as minimalist, but um, when it comes down to it, if we have an opportunity to support a business that's in line with our values, particularly around, um, you know, animal liberation, we're more likely to support them or look for ways to support them, particularly Mm. if they've got a really good product. And go out of your way to find
0: them and, you know, travel.
1: Yeah, so an example of this is, um, you know, I I really love ice cream. And, you know, to go get vegan-friendly ice cream where I am, um, there's only a few limited options that I can go to. So, I can go get ice cream in the supermarket um, with some pre-packaged products, um, or I could go to a few, like, ice cream, um, like, cafes. So, but there's this really... uh, like there's this real local guy, who you can tell he just you know he's he's a proper small business. He, he you know his family's in there. Um, every now and then when I go in, and he's just trying to make an honest living, but giving some options for the vegan community. And honestly, for me, like I, I enjoy his products, but more importantly, I want him to stay in business. Yeah. Like I like I actually want him to exist, to be able to continue to give that option to people who want that. Yeah. And to show the world that there is some alternatives that are fairly accessible. Mm. So I literally have spent years eating ice cream <laughs> but going out of my way to support that business because it's just an important exchange of living out your values. And so if it's you can more do so that So also
0: like supporting small businesses but also some supporting small businesses that are trying to offer more vegan options or that are 100% vegan. Absolutely.
1: And and it just and and I think if if you're listening to this and you know entrepreneurs or you want to be an entrepreneur or even if you're just you know you're not vegan and you're wondering what the big deal is is that there's I'm not in isolation there's so many vegans or people who want to transition to a vegan lifestyle that are like super passionate and engaged customers yeah for vegan products yeah um and and I think that's a real strong force to be reckoned with. If you're looking at starting a business, if you can, like vegans are more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're more accommodating, they're more flexible to the quality of the product purely because it's vegan. Yeah. And if you have a, a vegan product that is also just a great product, Mm. then you've really have a huge opportunity on your hands there. Yeah. Um, because how crazy vegans go over new products and and Mm. things that are available. So I wrote the post for a few different reasons, but ultimately I actually think it's a really viable business decision.
0: Well, it and is we're seeing now. That. And we're I mean, seeing ten it, right? years ago, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're an early adopter and you really knew what you were doing and you were in the right location, then yeah. maybe. But now, in the last three four years, it's really hit the mainstream and it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. There's no wonder that there's more options available globally, and even some of the options or the ideas that you put in that blog post that I didn't know existed back then, we didn't know were available, Mm. are now available. Yes. So, three years is a very small period of time. Mm. And as you can see from a lot of even fast food chains, like yeah, Hungry Jack's, KFC, Domino's, and the list goes on. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's, like...
1: I think McDonald's, I think, not where we are, but I, I know I saw on Facebook, I think McDonald's... are. A testing beta testing from vegan options as well so it's
0: so everyone's jumping on board to yeah. offer vegan options because they see that there's a demand for it absolutely and they're probably being asked all the time when will you start offering vegan options yeah now there's a part of that that i'll park for a second <laughs> okay. that we'll talk about cool. later thanks
1: for saying that because i was about to jump in
0: but there is still this whole thing of offering products to a vegan community that regardless of who is offering that product, they will support. Yeah. So, there's there's two frames of mind in the vegan community. One is that whole ethical. Yep. And the other one is vegan regardless. Yes. So, I think that it would be interesting to discuss those two frames of mind and how that goes on. But before we go there... Okay. I've been exploring a little bit more about, you know, like I was trying to brainstorm... On some of the things that I think would be a little bit more luxurious to have or things that you kind of go, ah, oh. like when we used to travel four or five years ago, we would we would dream of having options of certain things. So when you're traveling, you kind of travel to the locations or well we used to, yeah uh, that had vegan options. yeah, and we're big on food, so yeah. that was a priority for us. Most of the time, yeah, and we wouldn't have dreamed back then. And, and take was...
1: and take note of that again. Like we would you say that we've even personalized and adjusted our travel plans to consume more like vegan food? Yeah, like we're talking in the, about thousands of dollars of investments in in, in plane tickets and uh, and accommodation well, to be to be close no to be close to vegan. Like this is how serious. <laughs> I, I, I say this honestly because it's like...
0: But why as a vegan wouldn't you do that? I mean, we purposely picked the West Coast of America. Yeah. I mean, I understand that probably the East Coast as well has a lot to offer. Yeah. But we just felt that the West Coast was probably, well, A, it's closer and B, it just seemed like a Bigger road trip for us to do. Up yeah, the way I mean, and we, we did other things outside of just eating vegan yeah. food, We'd, like we, we experienced didn't gain like 10 kilos just yeah. eating and but, being junk food. But that addict. was
1: a huge but, priority, yeah, to, for that trip.
0: Yeah, I mean, every city that we came to, we just opened Happy Cow and went right, yeah, what's happening <laughs> yeah, exactly. here, exactly, and then planned our day around it. Yeah, I mean, we still did cook you know like we're not made of money so it's like we still did home cook a bit yeah but the majority of the time we did try and prioritize food over anything oh else. yeah oversight seeing over going to you know like but that's and it was glorious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was fantastic but that's what we love food yeah so when that becomes a disappointing thing like there was moments when we were in europe a couple of years prior to that that were mm. really disappointing because there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes you realise how excited you get about food. Yep. And so I was doing some research today for different things and especially I guess around travel where I just went down this rabbit hole of like looking at different locations and different hotels and resorts and cruises and there's so much available now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'll link to all of of them in the show (laughs) notes. A lot
1: of fun doing this activity.
0: But it actually makes you like... I'd rather save my pennies and go on one of those things, tours or whatever it is, and support the local businesses that way. Yeah. And, you know, show... The guides and the people that are putting this together that there actually is a market for it. Yes, so so that's one point. Yeah. So when you're talking about showing and paying voting with your dollar, yeah and being conscious about how you're contributing, you know, like what you were just saying before with the small business, you're consciously making an effort to go all the way out there. To support the business that you want to support, that you think ethically aligns with your values. But as I said before, if you're interested in, like, I've got vegan pubs, vegan hotels, um, vegan resorts. So, I'll just link to all of those things in the yeah. show notes. So, you guys, I mean, there's no real point talking about it it's just it's really exciting to see it's
1: exciting and
0: vegan delis and butchers and stuff like that Mm. that have just gone crazy and we were actually talking about that you've been talking about it for the last month or so like wouldn't it be amazing to rather than have a deli that has the dairy and the meat have a deli that has vegan cheeses vegan meats you know fermented pickled veggies and like just a beautiful display and it even got me excited. I was like, that would be pretty cool to open when we move to Europe. <laughs> I get excited about these things. But it was just like, it's heartwarming to see that things like that are happening. Yeah. And they're thriving.
1: Yeah. And and on that note, it's like, it's fantastic to see these examples. Um, and, and also, if you get a chance to experience like a successful vegan bis- business in a different local market. Yeah and 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 to sort of it gives you hope to say, okay put it this way i mean how many delis exist where we are so many mm. uh, how many are 100% vegan zero
0: well none of them even offer vegan options none of them
1: even offer vegan options okay mm. so you you found an example somewhere in the world that has there's this great offering f-
0: three or four okay that you I've found, found a couple examples
1: yeah. but yet in our local market it's like Mm. So far away. Mm. So I think, um, you know, that's the opportunity mm. is is almost like I, I'm really idealistic, but I imagine a world where, you know, we have pioneers that lead the way mm. with these businesses. And then we basically have other entrepreneurs go and sort of have a chat to how they started in their local market and then take it back to their market, mm. you know, and basically steal that business model and try and replicate it mm. to see if it, it can I take mean, off that way. I mean, even
0: franchise it out. Yeah. Like if you're giving someone literally the code to the success of your business and the, the recipes yeah. and yeah you should be able to make money from it but if you don't and you feel good about spreading the vegan message and creating more ethical options and which in turn means less animals die and save our planet then why not do it? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's, it's really um, a positive thing all around but I mean, I think we will start seeing more and more places pop up Yeah. as time goes on. It's just concerning that it's less in the local business and more in the mainstream. But then I think there's also the added benefit in many ways that you're showing people that aren't vegan, that could potentially go vegan, that it's getting easier. Yeah. And that they don't feel like they have to miss out on something. Because I imagine that a lot of the time... That's people's biggest fear is feeling like they're going to miss out on life because they're vegan. Because, I mean, I've felt like that many times before. It's like I wish that we would just live in a vegan world and I wouldn't have to constantly be... Checking ingredients on things and double checking with waiters, like do they actually understand what vegan means? Yeah. Rather than going, oh yeah, and it's got honey in it. Well, then that's not vegan, or it's got eggs in it, or milk, or whatever, and they're nodding, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, no, no, no. <laughs> that's yeah. not. That's not what that means.
1: But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's it's just the more common it is, the the more yeah, people, the I more would, yeah. like the more people see that there's successful thriving vegan businesses, the more successful thriving vegan businesses they're going to be, yeah. right? So, it's, it's going to send a, a signal to every market to say, hey, this is viable, I want to jump in on this. And then you'll... Because to start a local business is a huge risk, right? As, as opposed to these huge corporations, mm. I mean...
0: So, let me put it this way then. Mm-hmm. You've brought up the perfect example with the ice cream guy, right? Yep. So, half of his ice cream is vegan, half of his ice cream is not. mm There's even in the last year or two since he's been open, the ice cream market in the supermarkets has exploded. There's more option now than there ever was. Yeah, So you can easily and comfortably go into a supermarket and know that you've got a wide range of vegan ice cream. Do you think that his business is doing worse than it was before all of these vegan well, it's, options came onto the I think, it's, I the think it's hard
1: to say, but I mean, but I think the the really good reference point is that well, let's look at the non-vegan products and the setup there. Right, you still have, you know, dairy-based ice cream in supermarkets mm. at scale. Yeah, and but you, it's just
0: less. It's a much you, bigger market. But though. then
1: you also have boutique ice cream cafes. So, it's still the same.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying that 95% of the market's not vegan. So, it dominates the market in that way.
1: Absolutely. But I think, um, but his challenge is like any sort of small restaurant's challenge. And it's like that's creating an Mm -hmm. experience and a good product where people are going to come out of their homes and actually socialize and have some ice cream. He has a different, completely different offering to a pre-packaged ice cream good, yeah. right? So that's.
0: I'm just thinking because of the accessibility of of vegan products in general has yeah. expanded. So. But but if it's expanding, they have more options now. True. Whereas they wouldn't have. I in think the it's past. a
1: positive thing because it. I feel, and I, I don't have numbers to back this up, but you know, if there's more vegan ice creams available. Um, and that means more people going vegan locally or have access to that. So if people or more people going vegan, doesn't that just increase the market share for all vegan businesses in ice cream, and including his right? So it's like okay, cool. I'm getting ice cream at the supermarket, but now I want ice cream in a different context.
0: Right. So it's like going to a non-vegan cafe and having let's say vegan pancakes with ice cream on it. Exactly. Because now that there's more available on yep. the market. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean it's it's a tricky thing and it's a tricky balance to check yourself and you know but then, see what you're supporting with your dollar.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure and I think you make a really good point about like if you are the consumer in this context and isn't like you know and there are options. You know, how do you go about choosing between those those different brands i think there's definitely that challenge but i think there yeah the market is so small that any any investment and support is going to go a long way to growing the pie of the vegan movement but i also just want to make a quick point before you because i think you, there's a few things you want to touch on is like the examples we're talking about at the moment is around uh you know obviously hospitality and food and tourism mm. um because that's the first thing that usually comes to mind when people think of...
0: What yeah, am I going to miss out on? Yeah. Yeah. Experiences and food.
1: Yes. H- However, there's even some more like um, niche ideas mm. that come to mind. And, and this is probably... I'm just speaking this selfishly as a business owner myself. Is like if I want to engage in like somebody in services, mm. Okay, I've had some real challenges in this area. Yeah. So like it's hard enough to find a a good accountant for example mm. like it's just that's just a hard thing to do mm. to find an accountant that you really trust but then I, I would even like to find an accountant that supports vegan businesses mm. and that's even harder to come by and i and i wonder like and i and i have found some accountants that specialize with vegan businesses and regardless of their service i went with that accountant anyway um so i wonder if there's an opportunity in services Mm-hmm. You know, vegan web design, vegan copywriters, mm. even cleaning companies mm. that use ethical plant based cleaning products. Yeah. When they come to your house and they do some cleaning or they do mm. cleaning on a commercial basis. Like, don't overlook even services. Oh, yeah. Services are um, a massive opportunity as, where
0: people don't really. And I see it all the time people asking, like, they want to support, again, with their dollar, they want to support businesses that they they feel like their money is going to the right place. Absolutely. So, if you're supporting other vegans that are doing good things, you know, it's a win-win situation. Still, you
1: still, At the end of the day, though, it's still a business. You're still getting you're still, the service you, you need. Yeah, and it's still a business. They so still need to do the work of creating something of value. Like, if there was a vegan hair salon locally, mm. um, but they used, you know, like but they were able to use vegan plant-based hair products and nails and how cool would that be? But it still needed to deliver Mm. in terms of the service as well. Yeah. Anyway, my rant over. I could could talk about this for for a long time, but there's so many industries that we need to think about.
0: No, definitely. I mean, I just started off with the ones that I think pop into people's heads naturally straight away, especially they're probably more on the bigger frustrate because they're consuming those things, whereas services...
1: But, but, but you know what's really cool? Well I about guess
0: you do when you go to a hairdresser, you, essentially, you are supporting a vegan product, or you're not, you know,
1: absolutely. But at the same time, it's like services is really cool because, more often than not, it, the startup cost for a service-based business is far less than the other examples we're talking about. Yeah, so if, so if you're if looking
0: you're, at venturing out correct. into something. So, yeah. if you
1: already have like, if you're listening to this and or you know somebody who already has a skill set in services mm. and they're out on their own or they've been, they've got like a wealth of experience and they could easily start their own business, mm. legal, accounting, hairdressing, Gardening, mm. I can go on and on and on, yeah. right? And and all they had to do is just reposition and say that we're going to go after this market. Yeah, they could do that, and they mm. could do it at a very low cost.
0: And they would probably end up dominating the vegan market in that sense because word would get around. Yeah. and they would they if literally if you're the only man standing in that sense, mm. in that service. Everyone will flock to you. Yeah. So
1: I'm a prime example. Like this, not like this accountant wasn't good at all, but they said that <laughs> they serve vegan businesses. And I was like, you're the only one I've found. I'm in. So, <laughs> so then do
0: you, okay. But this is where it becomes a bit of a problem because if they don't do a good job, regardless if they're vegan or not, that's a bit of an issue, isn't it?
1: But it's a bit of an issue to find an accountant that does a good job or not yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, as i said before you still need to have a good business mm. you know it's just it's it's you just ha- there's a potential opportunity if so you what
0: comes first for you vegan business or <laughs> a good business
1: and it depends what business like there's no like physical product that i'm going to consume that's not vegan mm. so that's not even a conversation
0: yeah i'm saying service
1: yeah i don't know it's pretty hard to find really great services these days In general.
0: But yeah, it is. But it's also something, I guess, that a lot of people don't consider thinking about when it comes to services is supporting with your dog. And I mean.
1: But they would if it was available.
0: If they knew about it, they probably would. But it's not something that they're going to go and literally sit down and go search for vegan electrician on Google. Like, that's not a thing. Well, they don't even think
1: about it because they wouldn't even comprehend that something like that would exist. Yeah. But if. Okay, Ken Behrens, if you're listening to this um, and there was some local service-based businesses that were vegan-friendly, you know, what would be your priority? Would you just blindly want to support them, um, or at least give them a shot? Like vegan hairdresser, vegan tradespeople. Vegan uh, photographer. Vegan photographer. Like let's hear from you guys or, you know, not even the Canberra market, any market you're in. What would be your response if you found out that there were service-based businesses that had ethical practices?
0: So, I'll give you an example. Mm. So, with our dog, Chewy, Mm. we used to take him to a groomer that was quite close to us or that we just, I don't even know how I came across them. I must have gotten a recommendation when we first got him. And they're quite close. They're Mm. relatively local and they were very busy. And I was like, okay, well, they seem all right. So, I took Chewy to them for about a year and then every time i took him he used to cry Mm. and where he saw where i was taking him and i never quite felt 100 percent comfortable with it because of the fact that you could never see where the dogs were they always did multiple dogs at the same time yep and they'd keep him for like half a day Mm. and i knew with his anxiety that that isn't really the ideal situation. Anyway, so I just kept going back to them because I just, I don't know, I was probably just too lazy to find someone else that was reliable and that I could trust and that, you know, like he was already familiar with them. Yeah. And, but I don't know how it came about. I must have been searching or was just looking... ...in a vegan local group on Facebook and someone mentioned... ...someone asked if there's a vegan groomer locally. And they said, yes, there's this really good um, woman that lives... ...in the quite suburbs, far. Yeah. yeah. So, she's probably about a half hour drive for us from our place. Yeah. And, and what, thought,
1: what makes a groomer vegan, just for those who are so, wondering?
0: So, well, they probably... Like, well, the products that they use, so like sure. the shampoos and styling products and whatever else it is that they use on the dogs are vegan. Sure. They're cruelty-free. Yep. Um, And then prior to that,
1: with the previous groomer, you would actually insist and bring your own shampoos and things like that. Just just to give people context of the, you know, know, it's a really good example because like there's a lot of thought that goes into that.
0: Yes. I'd bring my own, but I'd always leave their... With my bottle feeling like they never used it. But sure. I didn't want to question them about it. Yeah. Because Chewy always smelt like perfume. Yeah. So, and when I'd pick him up, he just, he looked a little bit distressed. So, sure. I, um anyway, so I found this woman and I messaged her and I booked him in and I took shampoo. And because I'm also sensitive to like fragrances and stuff. and. Yeah. I'm a bit funny when it comes to just using any chemicals um, on the body. And it that doesn't... I don't turn a blind eye when it comes to my dog as well. Sure. So, took my own shampoo and I asked her a whole bunch of questions before I actually took him in. I said, do you do any other dogs at the same time? And she goes, no. And she goes, And I asked, how long does it take? She goes, an hour. And you can sit there and watch if you want. And I was like, that's really refreshing because with the other place, they would take him away and bye-bye, see you in six yep. hours. Um, and she had vegan treats there as well that she'd make at home or that she'd buy from, you know, mm. support a local business. And she'd use, obviously, vegan-friendly shampoo, but I'd still bring my own because mine was for sensitive skin. Sure, And there was no fragrance in it. And she's been lovely. And she was cheaper. Like Yeah decent amount cheaper
1: yeah and she's like she's vegan as well so yeah. you'd go have a chat and she'd be like oh yeah. hey do you know anyone who could adopt this dog that yeah. you know she's like constantly trying to help animals beyond just her craft yeah. Yeah. but she's good at what she does as well
0: yeah and she's booked out like mm. she's flat out she's good at what she does and i don't know if all of her clients are vegans but i imagine that a decent amount would be because word gets around yes so, but I go out of my way to take Chewie to her and I had a meltdown <laughs> a few <laughs> weeks ago when I messaged her and she didn't respond for a little while and I was like, oh, please don't tell me she closed her business or yeah. something happened because I was thinking, where on earth am I going to take him yeah. now?
1: You see, see, Marsha's fighting for her <laughs> to be in business and supporting her, you know, like literally yeah. this is the way. Can I just say though, like, would you ever have thought to Google vegan dog groomer?
0: I think I might have I don't remember tried, yeah. it was like 18 months so, ago but I might have yeah. So
1: this is the thing right back to your example of like people don't even think to google it because I didn't don't even think it's worth their time right mm. but you found it through social media so just think about that example Across multiple industries and the impact that could have,
0: but I think it's also, it takes a little bit more work and a little bit more search to actually find those yeah. businesses. And it's more they inconvenient for
1: you, right? And to drive further out, like based on the initial groomer that we had, yeah, I will go into much greater lengths to support, yeah, this business.
0: Yeah, and I feel so much better knowing yeah. that he's in, in good hands, peace of mind, yeah, for sure. so. That was just an example I wanted to share Mm. because if I could do that with everything, like if we had a vegan vet, I would take him to a vegan vet. If there was, I mean, my friend's been cutting my hair for a couple of years now. And if there was a vegan hairdresser, I would definitely, I mean, for me, for me, it'd have to be next level. It would have to be vegan and organic. Yeah, but, but, that's but like, like still, it's, a, it's a start. Absolutely, it's yeah, a start. so yeah. I just probably wouldn't get them to, yeah. like, colour my hair or shampoo it. I'd just go in there for a cut. Yeah. And that's still better and, than... And
1: you might be listening to this and, look, Marsha's, like, one of the most hardcore ethical consumers you would ever meet. So, yes, she might make up a really small fraction of any market. But, um, you know, that is a foundation. Your business might not need that many customers. To but sustain, and and do you know how appeal. loyal, yeah, yeah, like you're super loyal once you find.
0: But it's like even if you're not as strict as I am, wouldn't you want to be supporting businesses that might be a bit stricter than you are? Because Absolutely. then you feel like you're in safe hands. Yes. So they wouldn't just have to appeal to me. Yes. But like if you have that high standard, you appeal to someone like myself and many more people. Yes. Yeah. So so let's. Let's bring it back and and talk about what we touched on before in terms of, well, we've talked about it this whole time, but let's bring up the, the businesses like the Domino's, the KFC uh, and, yeah, and right. discuss a little bit about the ethics behind supporting businesses like that versus continuing to support the smaller guys that are fully vegan. So, for instance, rather than going to like a Hungry Jack's, going to maybe a joint that's completely 100% vegan or that's not as big as Hungry Jack's
1: mm.
0: in comparison. Yeah. I don't know. Is Hungry Jack's a global brand or is uh, it just Australian?
1: No, I, th- I think it's global. I think it's Burger King, uh, ah, originated oh, as Burger King. Right. Um, but it's Hungry Jack's here in Australia and, and maybe some other countries, I'm not sure. But um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation because it's... I, again, I compare the situation to a non-vegan environment and I think there's boutiques, like there's p- pizzerias all over the place, all over the world mm. that are boutiques that have their special customer base. Yeah. And then there's Domino's,
0: mm.
1: right? And and customers in a non-vegan environment still have that choice and that responsibility to say, well, who am I going to support? Yeah. The big corporations or the local corporations, yeah. the local businesses? So I don't think it really changes in the in in the vegan context, um, but I suppose there's another but layer. There's it, another layer because of
0: well, because they're not fully vegan, they're almost taking advantage of the vegan market. This so is a thing. There's, there's a, people that might feel like it's it's immoral to support a business like that because they are taking advantage of something um, because they. Like I wouldn't imagine that a non vegan would go into Hungry Jacks and ask for a, a vegan burger. So, like that's highly unlikely. So
1: this is the thing, right? So you've got a whole bunch of people in a boardroom who've sat there and gone, have you seen, have you seen the numbers in the vegan movement? Yeah. <laughs> let's okay, let's go into the lab and create some great offerings here and take advantage of this market. So if you look at their revenue streams, they're looking at, okay, what percentage of sales are coming from this burger versus this burger versus this chips versus this meal versus. And they're, they're tracking all of the data around it. Yeah. But you, the point you just made is absolutely right. I mean, I'm yet to meet somebody who was a loyal customer of a fast food chain. And then it's like, now there's vegan options available. Now I'm going to buy the vegan options and shift that pie chart in the revenue streams in the boardroom does that make sense so so yeah there's like let's say that vegan sales represent 5% yeah like all their vegan products at like hungry jacks represent 5% yeah so if if we knew that by shopping at hungry jacks it would help non-vegans become vegan and would see the 5% go mm. up to 10 to 15 to 50% of their revenue mm. then it might be worthwhile but but I think it's
0: the it's not it's the non-vegans kind of it's just the vegans. Correct. But mind you it could be the fact that that pie grows because there's more people that are becoming vegan. Yes. Regardless if they're offering I don't know. It's a bit of a catch 22 in some ways because you want to support them but you don't want to support them because they're not an ethical company to begin with but you also want to show that the vegan market is growing. I mean, I still stand by it and I'm not going to go to Hungry Jack's just because they offer a vegan burger now. But then the, there are people that they like the variety and that they like to have options and availability to them. So, for, for instance, if you're opening up Uber Eats and you see all of the different options, mm. like they wouldn't have been there. Once upon a time, it would have just all been for omnivores. So now that there is options, it's making, oh, I can choose between this and this. And what do I actually feel like eating today? Whereas once that wasn't even an option, it's like going up and like literally finding one salad or one meal. And that was it. Yeah. And you had to be satisfied with that if you wanted to use Uber Eats. Yes. So there's that perspective. Yeah. So I think it just depends and, on the type of vegan that you are in that sense. Yeah, of what and it you might feel and it honestly, and right. honestly,
1: it, it there's you know we live in a bubble, and there's still a pretty significant market of people that eat that type of food quite regularly. Yeah. So if they've recently decided to go vegan and that type of food is readily accessible and mm-hmm. they already ate quite a lot of that yeah. food and then now it's available, mm. um, and they're going to be shopping in line on their values and i can see i can see some value in that Mm. i I definitely can but i think ultimately it's you know if i personally had the option to support a local business with a good product that's comparable to these fast food chains um that i had to pay more for then i would want to support them and particularly if that they're 100 percent vegan it's not just like there's a few options on their menu because my question to you then is like what about yeah, we've used the corporations as an example, these big chains
0: mm.
1: having vegan products. Mm. What about the smaller businesses mm. that all of a sudden offer vegan options? You know, what are your thoughts on, on that? Is it the same principle of ethics there or Well,
0: I don't think that it is because they're not a big corporation right? that's killing millions of animals
1: sure. globally. From the impact.
0: Yeah. So, and, you know, even just from some of these fast food chains, I've heard that the working conditions aren't that great, that the pay is... So, like, there's a lot of things to consider yep. when you're supporting a fast food chain. I mean, I don't know. You could be working at a local cafe and they could treat you like crap. Yep. So, but I'm more inclined to support a smaller local business, especially if they've got healthier option, which a fast food chain would never offer because then it's just the way that it is. Yeah. It needs to be shelf stable and it needs to be pretty cheap and quick yep. to prepare. So yes, I would support them over a fast food chain. Yeah. But if I've heard bad things about the place, no, I'm not gonna go and support them. Yeah. So But it,
1: but that sounds like that's your buying behaviour before you were vegan though. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's I don't think anything has really changed.
0: Well, there's the difference between, because there are some, there's now less options being a vegan as to where you can go and eat. Yes. It might be that a particular meal that someone shared appeals to and you want to go and give that a try. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just depends on case-by-case basis. So, as Michael was mentioning his blog post before about spending more as a minimalist vegan, I think it would be a good way to kind of wrap things up in terms of talking about, you know, like rather than going and spending your money at a fast food chain multiple times a week yeah instead like save those pennies and go out to a place that's fully vegan and support that business instead so as we said many times you know support businesses with your dollar like it really counts like we've had an online store in the past so we know how that feels on the receiving end yes and I mean, not to say that everyone needs to start a business or have had a business to know what that feels like, but it's important to to vote with your dollar consciously and really think yeah. about how that impacts other people's lives yeah. and animals as well.
1: Absolutely. And I think you're right. It's about that whole supply chain and the impact and and that there really is there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there and I think that there's a small segment that are really genuinely just trying to Yes, they're trying to support themselves at a business, but they're literally trying to – it's like It's like their form of activism, mm. right? It's like literally their form of, like, trying to save animals Yeah. Um, is to start this business. Yeah, so, I mean, you don't have to go and march
0: and, on the streets and, correct. you know, do all of those things that we've talked about that, in the past like, in a different I, episode. I, I know how
1: to bake – and I want to save animals, so I want to com- combine that together. Like, it's like, it's as genuine as I as simple as that. I you saying you know how to bake. I did not know how to bake. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: is that something you uh, want to share with me? <laughs> what? what? What did you just
1: say? Um, so, so I think, yeah, No, there's some people there who are, I have this passion, I have this mm. skill. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm vegan, I want to save as many animals as possible and let's bring it together. And that's a really cool thing to support. And but, even
0: just do it as a side thing. Like, if yeah. you obviously... It, It's unrealistic for you to quit your full-time job and go start baking muffins and selling them at markets and expecting to make, you know, proper money, but it could eventually lead to something. Yeah. So it just makes your soul feel good. Like you just feel good inside, you know, knowing that you're contributing to something that's greater than yourself For sure. and that you're helping people. Like you didn't even have to say that they're vegan. Yeah. I mean, it helps for vegans, but for non-vegans, it can be off-putting sometimes because they think, oh, it might not taste as good.
1: Some of the coolest businesses we've come across have been 100% vegan, but we had no idea that they were vegan. Um, It was like they're disguised, basically. So, they're reaching a broader market that way. But I would just like to say, I've seen entrepreneurs that or people thinking about starting businesses Like go into a Facebook group, a vegan community Mm. and start to field some questions. You know, I've seen them say, oh, if, if I created this type of cafe... With this type of offering, or here's my proposed menu. Would you guys be interested? Yeah. And you start to get direct feedback from a community, a Mm. really passionate community, mind you. Mm. So I think there's lots of, you know, if you are thinking about starting something, perhaps you start with conversations in your local community. Yeah. You know, getting person and 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 testing it out, test it out, like low cost, really small. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. But just think to some of the examples we've talked about today, you know yes, there's some really cool, big things, like these vegan cruisers and um, like there's all these like the fashion movement um, in the ethical area has really blown up recently as well, which is fantastic. but think really local about the impact that you can make in your community. Start to have those conversations and it's seriously it' would be my dream, the animals' dreams if we can start to see more of these offerings.
0: But it's interesting because as I said before, like even if you have a full-time job and you want to do these things on the side, but if you are a vegan electrician, if you are a vegan interior designer, if you are a vegan gardener, like start marketing yourself as a vegan business. Yeah. To the vegan community. Yeah. And I mean, don't, not, not to say to ditch your current client base, but yeah. start marketing yourself in a way that starts to align with your values and connect you with the people that have, have the same life goals as you. Yes. So, I think that that's a really powerful way to, um, to attract good things in the world. You Absolutely. Know? So, yeah.
1: And my final thought is, if it doesn't exist already, I'm sure it does, but I think a digital yellow pages, some sort of directory.
0: There might be something like that. I think there, there might be
1: something. If we find it, we'll link to it in the show notes. But but
0: it might not be thriving. Like you need like a Happy Cow version of Yeah, and of happy, cow to an, happy
1: Cow to an extent does it. But like it's almost like Happy Cow, but with every type of business in yeah. there, right?
0: Happy Cow, maybe you should venture out into yeah. this area as Do well. people
1: know what Happy Cow is? Are we assuming?
0: We're probably assuming. So let's just break it down yeah, yeah. a bit.
1: <laughs> so Happy Happy Cow is a uh, app and yep. a web app and a mobile app that you can get on your phone. I think it's paid. Um, on I your think, phone.
0: Yeah, on your phone, on the desktop. No? On the,
1: on your computer, on the internet, it's free. And it's basically a directory, um, like a user generated directory of vegan friendly businesses. So, yep. um, it's got like a rating system. It's really easy to follow in terms people of people can. Is this hundred percent vegan, or is it yeah. just vegan options, or vegetarian, um, or is it vegetarian? Or, yeah. And then like, or does user generated reviews go up there and pictures? Yeah. And we basically have relied on this app every time we have go set anywhere
0: foot outside of Canberra. Yeah. Every
1: time we step <laughs> yeah, like we've been in rural areas of like Australia, and Marshall pulls out Happy Cow, and it's like, oh my god, there's actually something here.
0: Yeah. I and mean, um, honestly, even if it's like a pie at a local. Bakery or something that's vegan. Yeah. That will feed you (laughs) when you're in the middle of nowhere to get you home. You know what I mean? Like in in times of desperate need of food. Yeah. When you're just traveling. Yeah. It comes in handy. I mean, as well as in just finding places in general.
1: Again, entrepreneur listen to this. This is the length that vegan consumers go to to find what they need. Yeah. Like they need like an ultra specific app mm. to like find products in, in any any area that they go to. Mm. Right? Because we we have to go through that filtering system. Yeah. So just think about your business being available on this app. Yeah. To a really hungry community. Mm. Um that's literally you know, like <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, so that's just an example of um, you know, so that is a directory. Of course I forgot Happy Cow, but like yeah, something like that that's, you know, maybe Happy Cow can add some more services on there. So, you know, again, because I'm just speaking selfishly, if I had a business or not, I would want to support like a vegan accountant, et cetera. So, Mm. I'd love a way to find that more easily. Mm -mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it's probably given a few people some food for thought on approaching the vegan market. Approaching the vegan community if they're already vegan to like, of course. But don't be disheartened if it doesn't happen overnight. I think these things are just to start planting the seed slowly and and over yep. time and if you like even if if you don't connect with vegan straight away like if you mention or it says on your card vegan business they might have a friend or a family member that's vegan yep. that they will refer to because you know it yeah. aligns with your values as well sure. So it's yeah, not, that
1: wording is is a hard one, right? If if you're, it's tricky. Yeah, it's a tr- tricky because you don't want to
0: feel like you're excluding non-vegans, but you also want to attract the vegans. Yeah. So. It's, but you know,
1: there's people there's people that f- consume our content that are not vegan. Yeah. And our brand is the minimalist vegan. Yeah. So b- despite that. Yeah. They're still like, oh yeah, I'm like, there's still some elements of it that they Mm-mm. want to look at so yeah. you know that could be and, and I should also just say as well that like starting a business is hard for anybody mm. vegan or not mm. so you know I think at the end of the day it's still making sure that you're following those fundamental steps of building a business and adding value and creating a really good product yeah. because the 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 vegan businesses we've seen do really well at is the end of the they've day got they've product, got a really great product, product service? it just yeah. it just works yeah like you know, shout out to Gigi's Pizza in Sydney. It doesn't like no one cares that it's vegan or not. It's just mm. great pizza. Mm. You know and what again, I mean? And
0: again, they don't advertise that they're vegan. Yeah,
1: like everyone that, just knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone just knows. Um, and 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 mind you, this is a this is a business that wasn't vegan and then completely shifted.
0: It's like um gelato blue. That's yes. literally a minute walk from them. That were not vegan. Became partly vegan and now fully vegan.
1: Yeah, there you go. So yeah, you, you at the end of the day, you just you, you need a good product or service. So yeah. please don't forget that too. Yeah,
0: sounds cool. good. All right. All right. Any anything else you want to add, or are you done? No, I'm done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's a there's a lot to consider there. Yeah. So it's um it's an interesting topic. to it's Exciting. Talk about. I think it's
1: it's it's fun on both sides. Whether you're the one providing the offering or the one mm. supporting the offering, I think there's a lot to consider. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not vegan listening to this, like again, it's just maybe just thinking a little bit more before you pull out your card or your your wallet to buy something is, you Who know, are you supporting? Yeah, who are you supporting?
0: Yeah. It's a good place to, to wrap it up. Yep. I hope you enjoy browsing the show notes on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've got quite a few different places to share with you and, and things to explore around the world. So... Have yeah, and some things
1: on our wish list as yes, a result. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in,
0: guys. All right. Have a good week. Bye. Right, bye. That's it. What did you think? Do you support the large chains with the vegan options on their menu to show them that there is demand for the product? Or do you prefer to shop more ethically and keep the money more local, perhaps? Would love for you to share your views on this over at the website. You can also find the show notes there, which will give you the links to everything that we mentioned in this episode. That's at theminimalistvegan.com forward slash zero double two. That again is theminimalistvegan.com forward slash zero two two. All right, that's it from me for another week. Tune in again next week for another episode on living with less stuff and more compassion. Bye.